With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. We're week six in the National Football League. It's do or die, guys. Let's go. Trend. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. complete a pass to to the 40-yard line of Cincinnati and down by eight with, uh, you know, like you said, seven and a half to go. So that's plenty of time. So let's just see if they uh, just chip away and do what they need to do with the time remaining because that's a, that's a lot of time. 
Well, they've definitely uh, been beaten over the top today. Armin Ben is the, the Cincinnati wide receiver, the big, tall, physical wide receiver. He catches three touchdowns, about 170 yards. But this Bilal Powell kid, this running back for the Cardinals, had arguably the best run I've seen in college football all season uh, today on an 80-yard jaunt. He's got a, over 200 yards, Mike. This kid is for real. We might be seeing him on Sundays here in a very short order. Yeah, very could well be. Uh, they're making things happen. Uh, there I go, making things happen. But uh, the Cards got it uh, right at the 20-yard line now with a just uh, good pass play. So uh, they're moving the chains, and uh, Cincinnati is uh, kind of playing that prevent kind of crap that I cannot stand. So it's making it uh, making it very interesting for Louisville. Well, hey, we uh, we talk about the uh, high-stakes world of fantasy football. Obviously, we'll break down all the matchups this week or as many as we can get to in this one hour of action here tonight, Friday night. I uh, hope you guys got all the guys you wanted on waivers this, uh, this evening. Uh, that's always a fun time and, and can be a, a chore for some of us that play in a lot of leagues. Uh, you know, you try to get as many uh, waivers as you can. I mean, sometimes you're putting in – you know, uh, up to 15 guys sometimes on some of these rounds over and over and over again. It can be really time-consuming, but, hey, that's that's the uh, that's the cost of playing so many leagues. you got to get okay. and uh, make sure you're, you're putting in the waivers. So uh, we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about all the Week 6 action and the week that was, Mike, in the National Football League. And we're going to try to break down a couple of high-stakes teams that are looking really good. We're going to talk about the fantasy uh, football Players Championship, Team Gladiators is leading that. John Lowry, we're going to break down his team this evening. Uh, he is number one in the standings for that $100,000 top prize for that $300 entry. Very fun uh, first-year contest for a lot of owners out there. We're going to be breaking down John's team tonight. And, uh, you know, hey, we've got a lot to get to. Let's go ahead and get started, Mike. Uh, again, we're streaming live on thefantasysportschannel.com. Uh, Mark Ronick and the guys have made uh, that a fantastic show, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Get in the, get in the end zone, Cardinal. Come on. Hey, I wish I could have been there. 60-degree weather, Louisville, Papa John's Cardinal Stadium, just uh, minutes away from legendary Churchill Downs. I mean, it's, uh, it's, that, that town has a lot going for it. They're opening up the new uh, Cardinal Stadium. Uh, the Young Center for Basketball, and, and you know, you've got the Mark Madness uh, that comes up every year in March. Hey, Scott, and here you've got midnight, it's just minutes midnight away Madness. from legendary Brandon Burke, Kentucky, too. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's hours away from that podunk little town. Right? <laughs> how, many stop lights, how, many, how many stoplights you got in Brandon Burke, Mike? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. We got five now. <laughs> What's the ratio of barber shops to stoplights? Uh, even money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, we uh, we were devastated this week. Uh, Jermichael Finley, owners Mike, uh, he went down with uh, a, uh, a horrendous, horrendous looking injury, and it uh, it only got worse. They they feared uh, they they actually thought that they could go in and remove that uh, cartilage, but. Um, they they actually had to uh, re- they were able to repair it, which which makes for a better recovery, but it takes longer to heal. Uh, now they say that timetable for the knee might could actually 
set him around a six to ten week timetable is what they reported just days ago. So, Mike, what's the philosophy here? What's the play? I'll give you my take in a second, but your Michael Finley, if you have him on these 20-man rosters, do you keep him and hang on, or do you drop him and grab another roster spot? Well, no, it, you, you almost have to keep him, uh, you know, for down the road, I mean, because uh, if, if you're in a situation to where you're, you might make the playoffs and things like that, you have to keep him. You can't drop him right now. Uh, in a 20-man roster spot, yeah, you still got to keep him uh, just for that reason. Uh, hopefully you back yourself up with a pretty good tight end. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of good tight ends out there in, in a lot of leagues, you know, where they're able to start two tight ends. Two tight ends, I, I've seen them being started. So, uh, you know, I think you uh, if you back yourself up, you should be fine and keep him. Well, and again, I think it's personal uh, philosophy, maybe maybe strategy of how to work your team, but I find all of those 20 spots to be extremely valuable. I think most of us in the high-stakes world, we do. We try to take advantage of every opportunity and maximize every roster spot we have, and to see that type of roster spot locked down for no less than six weeks, that puts you in a, a playoff territory already, uh, if you're lucky enough to make it to the playoffs, Mike. So, you yeah. know, those six weeks that we're talking about being out are very crucial to your playoff hopes. And, you know, I, I just say let somebody else have him. Let somebody else pick him up, bid on him, and put him on their roster because I'm going to try to maximize that opportunity. Uh, you know, especially when, you you know, you very likely you draft a, a Jermichael Finley, kind of like an Aaron Rodgers you don't like to tie up a lot of roster spots when you have a guy like that, or at least I don't. I'll take an I'll take an Aaron Rodgers, uh, and you don't back him up at all. You know, you you got you got a week ten bye week, so you have plenty of time to pick up a waiver guy, maybe around week eight or even week week nine, a couple weeks early, uh, and you can save up all that roster space. And so, a lot of guys got burned with your Michael Finley with no backup or 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 not or a very serviceable backup, maybe somebody that was just kind of waiver wire fodder, and, and now they're really hurt. It's just a, just a bad situation for all Finley owners. Well, you know, and uh, I agree, and, uh, you know, in one of the leagues I'm in, uh, I have uh, Todd Heap and uh, Shianko, and on the waiver wire, believe it or not, was Mercedes Lewis. So uh, I went ahead tonight and uh, – I dumped Todd Heath for Mercedes Lewis. I bid enough to get Mercedes Lewis, and uh, I'm happy with that. You know, yeah. as far as the tight end goes, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll take Lewis, and I'll take him all day long. Even though he's got a buy coming up the week after next, uh, I'm okay with that. Well, yeah, I think he's got to be, right? I mean, he's not a, he's not a huge uh, target guy, but the targets that he gets, Mike, they're in the red zone. Red zone. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, he, he's got 23 targets on the year. He's had a couple of clunkers, uh, two targets apiece, five targets apiece. A nine. He's, not a, he's not a high target guy, but, again, he's getting in the red zone. He's one of the very few red zone options that Gerard is, is looking for. So, definitely somebody that you have to have in your lineup if you've got him on your team. He's, he's, a, he's a top ten tight end right now. How can you deny that? So, you know, you got to ride that kind of lightning. Another another guy you have to ride is Brandon Lloyd, Mike. Brandon oh, Lloyd, Lloyd. Uh, 
a lot of guys may not have been may, may not have had him in the lineup, but boy, he made you pay if you didn't. Another big day for Brandon Lloyd. Two touchdowns, both bombs. Uh, he's up to 589 yards on the season and three and three touchdowns, Mike. Uh, top well, five wide receiver. Yeah, you know, Scott, that was uh, that was something we uh, touched on last week. Was Brandon Lloyd? Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about him. And uh, I inserted him in one of my uh, one of my leagues, and uh, he's a no brainer. I mean, you have to start him, and I think Lowell just scored a touchdown. Uh, but no. uh, you have to start him, and uh, you know every. I'm I'm sorry, I'm trying to multitask, and apparently they didn't. But Brandon Lloyd no. has been a stud, and he's going to be. And uh, until he does something wrong, to uh, tell me something different, then uh, you got to go with him. Well, again, he has a very tough matchup this week against the New York Jets. We do have information uh, that Darrell Revis uh, will not be playing in this game. So, again, it looks like a uh, – well, they, they say he's questionable, but, again, even if he's out there, he's not uh, where he no, needs he won't to be. be right. No, no, he won't, he won't be right. That's, that's, a, that's an understatement. And the Jets, let's face it, they are leaving number one and number two wide receivers right now. They're very profitable matchups, so you can't you can't really be worried. Matter of fact, number three wide receivers are very profitable. Any wide receiver you have uh, for the against the Jets, you know, let's face it, you can't run against the Jets very well at all. It's the number one run defense in the league against fantasy running backs. So you throw the ball. And listen, we we talked about uh, Kyle Orton on this program. Uh, early in the preseason, and we said this guy is a guy you want to go get because we said there's a lot of opportunities there for balls. It's a passing offense, and he's going to put up the numbers, and sure enough, he has. And, and wow, uh, these three wide receivers, if you have any of the three, Mike, Gaffney, Lloyd, or Royal, they've got to be in your lineup this week. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm lucky enough to have Gaffney in one, but uh, you're right. I mean, uh they're, they're going to be able to pass against them, and uh, but you know the one thing about it, I've got uh, I've got four teams that I've uh, allocated as uh, the best of the best, and everybody else is just kind of mediocre until they step up. Now this is a big week for teams like uh, Minnesota, Dallas, which uh, that'll be a very interesting matchup. But there's a lot of other teams that are sitting there at the uh, one and three, the two and three. Uh, the three and two even bubble that are they really good? I mean, you know, you just don't know until maybe this week. This this week could separate the men from the boys. Hey, we've got a great crew here at the chat room at Red versus Blue, made up of some of the best minds in the world of high stakes fantasy football. Uh, I want I want to welcome Missouri that's doing very well in the FPC contest. The prognosticator, the owner of the fantasy football players championship, is in the house. Sports betting man Lance. Uh, we, we, we've got War Kittens, John Duckworth. We've got Wayne Ellis, Rampo, Skulls Monkeys. I mean, it, it, there's really a good crowd in here. Garbage Points is with us tonight. Uh, I'm really uh, excited to see the chat room here every Friday night, Mike. And, and I feel sorry for all you guys that have Finley. I, I'm a Finley owner. Uh, you know, it hurts to, to lose a guy like that. I mean, I've even got an FFPC team where I drafted Calvin Johnson and Jermichael Finley in the first two rounds. And, Mike, that's just not a situation that's that's looking very good for Calvin Johnson either. Here we go. We're 
we're, we're on Friday, and they're talking about uh, with this shoulder and this knee injury, he's listed as questionable for the games. He's been, he's been limited in practice all week. And, you know, it's just not a good situation. Uh, it is a good situation for Nate Burleson because this Sean Hill kid is no joke. They put up 44 no, no joke. points. 44 points on the St. Louis Rams. It was a turnabout kind of uh, for the Detroit offense and defense. The defense looked fantastic against the Rams. And then Sean Hill's putting up 220-3 and like it's nobody's business, Mike. Nate Burleson might be a a real nice play for somebody this week. Yeah, he he very well could be because uh, Sean Hill is no joke. Uh, He's been picked up and dropped and picked up and dropped in different leagues that I've been watching, but – the bottom line is uh, the guy continues to put up stellar points. And uh, you can't uh, – I mean, who would have thought that he would be uh, ranked that high? You know, he, he he's a 19th-ranked player right now in fantasy uh, in this year. He's ranked ahead of Eli Manning. He's ranked ahead of, yeah. ahead of Adrian Peterson, Malcolm Floyd, uh you know, LT, uh, LT, I mean, you go on down the line. Sean Hill puts up points week after week. So, uh, you know, why, why doubt him and why, you know, why go against him? Uh, he's, got a, he's got a favorite target in uh, Calvin Johnson, and he's, and he's having fun with that. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, there, there's a lot of things in the NFL right now you cannot predict. And uh, Sean Hill being a high score the way he is, you, you couldn't have predicted that. Uh, there's the ball game for the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, Armin Benz, again, watch this kid. They're going to show you the highlights. Uh, just a fantastic performance by this kid. We'll definitely see him on Sundays in some capacity. Uh, he does have the skill set. Now, you know, hey, that, the Louisville secondary has a lot to be desired here, but uh, very, very skilled player. Listen, this this Lions-Giants uh, game, I'll tell you what, this Giants defense, I bid a lot for them this week in the World Championship of Fantasy Football, Mike. And I got them, and I secured them, and I really think a lot of this defense, I mean, when you look at them across the board, let me give you these numbers real quick. The Giants are third in the league against quarterbacks. They're tenth in the league against opposing running backs. They are eighth in the league against opposing wide receivers, eighth in the league against opposing tight ends, uh, Mike, uh, just across the board, they don't allow many fantasy points. So this should be a game where the Detroit Lions offense is put to the test. Because let's you know, let's face it, you, you got job at best in your lineup. If you have Nate Burleson, if you know if Calvin's out, it's a no-brainer. You got to put Burleson in the lineup. And then everybody's been playing Scheffler and Pettigrew as well. I mean, two two tight ends who have had very respectable seasons so far. I mean, both of these tight ends have been, uh, you know, weapons. You're talking about well, Pettigrew, who's been number nine overall in the season, and Scheffler at 16. These are these are two guys who get the ball quite a bit. Well, also, Scott, it's a banged-up job at best. Uh, you know, the kid has played uh, – he's played hard in his rookie season, and he's played well. But uh, they're going up against a lot of things. But uh, I, I still feel like that uh, – Detroit's going to find a way uh, with Sean Hill back there to uh, to get something done and uh, to find the spots and wide receivers, uh, you know, to get something done as far as that as far as that's con- concerned. Uh, I don't know. Uh, job at best. I don't expect much out of him this week. 
Uh, I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'm going to make a bold statement again. But uh, I don't I don't expect much out of Java Best. Ten receptions, baby. That that Java Best right there. You can get that at any time. So, but let's talk about this. The, the, the guy on the other side that 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 needs his uh, needs no introduction this year. Hakeem Nicks, Mike. If you were playing against Hakeem Nicks this week, you turned around and went to get your uh, you know your 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 wings or your uh, you know your your sausage links or your nachos or something and your beer and you come sit body. back down and. And Hakeem Nix has five catches and a touchdown and, you know, uh, 12 catches on the day, 130 yards and two touchdowns. Could have had another one, Mike. This guy is quickly developing into into my favorite player in the league right now. I mean, he could be the number one wide receiver in football, the number one wide receiver in dynasty football, 33 catches, 409 yards and six touchdowns uh, this early part of the season, Mike. Uh, Detroit better pray for a miracle against Hakeem Nicks this week because I'm loving life. I drafted him in the world championship. He's my guy. Uh, Hakeem Nicks, man, he is he is a beast. Absolutely. Scott, you know, I'm uh, I'm totally on the uh, coattails of uh, uh, Hakeem Nicks and Eli Manning in the uh, Kentucky uh, World Championship Fantasy Football uh, in the Kentucky League. Uh, you know, I'm – we 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 got Nicks and we got Miles Austin, uh, we got Austin Colley, but uh, it's fun to watch uh, Nicks and Manning go together. And this week, uh, it should be a great matchup for them two to just bam go right together as well. Yeah, Nicks was all over the Texans, and they they really had never had a chance to to get going. Mike, something about those Texans. Uh, well, well, I mean, it, it starts and stops uh, this season with Arian Foster. And, you know, Arian Foster just never got it going. The Giants controlled uh, that line of scrimmage and that battle of that uh, offensive-defensive line all day long. Foster ended up the day uh, 11 carries for 25 yards. It didn't even look that good. Uh, pretty much, you know, a couple of late runs there at the end to get that, Mike. Foster was bottled up all year. Now, let me ask you a question. You know, there's some Foster owners in the chat room. There's some there's some Dynasty players in the chat room. I was offered Foster and Hernandez for Ray Rice in a Dynasty League. This is a one-and-a-half point per reception for tight ends. Foster and Hernandez in a Dynasty League for Ray Rice. So now, this is where you are uh, tested for all the marbles here. You put, you put Arian Foster to the test. Do you believe in Arian Foster at the level of Ray Rice? Now, you're hitting Hernandez, which could be a Gates-type player. So, the crew in the chat room, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that dynasty offer, Hernandez and Foster for Ray Rice. Mike, what would you do? My personal opinion is uh, I would stand pat with Ray Rice. Uh, the only reason I say that is New England's offense is just you, you never know what you're going to get week to week. Uh, Hernandez, I mean, he's proven to be, you know, he's going he's going to be a great tight end in the NFL. Um, Arian Foster, he's having a wonderful year. Uh, things are looking great for him. Uh, in a dynasty league uh, down the road, once uh, the Houston Texans, uh, you know, they're going to have a good record this year, and they have to face a tougher team's. The, the following year and, and therefore. Uh, I don't know. 
in my opinion, I would stand pat and I would uh, stick with Ray Rice. You're going to get more points out of Ray Rice in 2011 than you will out of Aaron Foster and Hernandez combined. I agree. Uh, you know, I believe that. Well, it's just interesting that that is um, those types of offers are coming on, and, and, you know, Foster, are you a believer or aren't you? Uh, it, it, it's just one of those things, you know. You, you get Hernandez, yep. and that's a, that's, a, that's a big plus for this. Hey, Shane Howell's in the chat room, so it's good to see Shane back with us on Friday nights. He's, he's, he's here on Red vs. Blue, and they have their show, uh, The Midnight Oil. Miami, Miami at Green Bay this week, Mike. Uh, Green Bay lost Finley. You've got the Corliss for Donald Lee show down here. This is kind of everybody that had Finley. You didn't know whether to bid on Corliss or Lee. Mike, I went ahead and bid on Corliss. I liked the kid. I liked him coming out of college. Uh, he got a lot of raw uh, footage and, and, you know, uh, highlights. Very raw player. He ended up in a situation where I just didn't know, understand why the Packers would draft him when they already had Finley. Well, Hey, it pays to have an insurance policy, and Corliss is that guy, I think. But you know, let's let's not forget Donald Lee in this equation. We we he has an injury, and then he's okay. There's a lot of question marks here. Donald Lee had the job going in to week five, so that tells you that Lee was doing enough to hold this kid off. But now that you saw Corliss play, I'm sure the coaching staff was impressed, as was I, Mike. What do you think of this, Andrew Corliss? Yeah. Looks okay. Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Very impressed. Uh, going into this game, uh, it's going to be a very tough deal for uh, Green Bay to have to handle uh, Brandon Jackson. Uh, he's going to have a tough time handling the uh, front four of uh, Miami because Miami has a very good defense. Uh, this game, in my opinion, if you're a Greg Jennings owner and you've been disappointed all year long. You will not be disappointed this Sunday. Greg Jennings and Aaron Rodgers are going to have fun this Sunday because this is their chance. It's been too long. It, I mean, I've waited and waited for this to happen. And I'm not, I'm not an owner of either one of them, but this is a chance for Greg Jennings to really break out. Yeah, well, he definitely showed his uh, emotions after the game. And, look, he's been a total absolute bust. He's somebody that we told you on Red versus Blue to avoid in the preseason uh, due to the fact that Finley was there and that Rodgers spreads the ball around way too much. For the price that you were paying, you could get a better player that was more important to the offense. Uh, he can definitely have big games and get deep on some balls, but he's not the type of guy that will uh, take over games unless they absolutely just zero in and lock down on him like they did in the Arizona game. I mean, that's the Arizona special, yeah. uh, you know, the secondary in the playoffs. That's when we really but, saw him go nuts. But Corliss, Corliss is a big time player, Mike. Six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds. Uh, he's from New York area, but he, and he played at Penn State. Uh, he, he had a huge game in in his college career that that made everybody stand up and recognize that this was a, the kid was was ready to play. And you know, here he goes. He's, he's a matchup problem for any defense. Now Miami's playing him. Uh, he comes up against Miami, and, and I'm not. Let me let me go and find out what how Miami stacks up against the tight ends here. That's it. That's it. So far this year, Miami's twenty fourth against the tight end. So it sounds like that uh, you know either Corliss or Lee are going to get some action, and we knew that already. I mean they're they're, they're going to be red zone threats, red zone targets, and uh, but I, I do I do kind of agree with you, Mike. I think we'll see more Jennings. 
I think we'll see more of James Jones this week. I think we'll see a little bit more of the guys that Rodgers is comfortable with in those situations. You know, because, again, Miami's going to put you to the test. Miami's no walkover, Mike, and, and we get to now see Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams against that Green Bay run defense, which is number three in the league right now. Mike, who would you rather have, Ronnie Brown or Ricky Williams, right now as the player to have for the rest of the season? Who would you rather have? Uh, neither. Uh, <laughs> that's why I don't have neither in any of my seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve leagues. Uh, no, I don't want either one of them. If I had, uh, if I had to choose between the one, uh, I would take Ronnie Brown because he's a little bit more versatile, in my opinion. But uh, it's a, uh, it's a tough situation. The only reason I like uh, Miami in that game is because I, I feel like they're going to be able to. Uh, they're going to they're going to be able to shut down Green Bay's running attack, what running attack that is, and I think that uh, Green Bay may give it up to Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams this week. Who's who's the best? Uh, who's going to have the biggest running performance in that game, Mike? I'll give you three names: Ronnie Brown, Ricky Williams, or Brandon Jackson. Brandon Jackson got loose on that big run last week. That was. That wasn't all he did either, Mike, because he caught five balls, 20, five balls for 25 yards. He was he was targeted six times in that game. Might we see that Brandon Jackson is developing a little bit of trust in the offense for Aaron Rodgers? Brandon Jackson, Ricky Williams, or Ronnie Brown? Who you like? Who you like? Uh, well, you know what? I like like I said, I like the way uh, Brandon Jackson ran last week, but uh, against Miami's defense, I don't think he's going to get squat. To be honest. Uh, I like Ronnie Brown. I'll take Ronnie Brown out of those three. Well, hey, you know what? The, the Washington Redskins won that game in overtime, 16-13. to 13. It was a survivor uh, pool buster, you know. A lot of guys had Green Bay in that game, didn't think for a second that Washington would win. But this Green Bay team has its problems. You lose Ryan Grant, it changes that offense. We thought that maybe Rodgers, you know, he'd be relied on more and – he chucks the ball 46 times, Mike, doesn't even break 300 yards. This is supposed to be, you know, Aaron Rodgers, right? And, yeah. and if you remember on Red versus Blue in the preseason, we were talking about, or, or after week one, we said, man, he didn't look quite right. He threw a lot of balls all over the place, and it wasn't, it just didn't seem like this is the number one quarterback in the league. And, you know, he's not. He's not the number one quarterback in the league right now. And, and to be honest with you, I don't think it's really close. I think there's no no doubt about it that Peyton Manning is the best quarterback in the league. Uh, Phillip Rivers is right there with him. And you've got Kyle Orton in the mix just because of the offense and Josh McDaniels. These are the guys that are the best, uh, the, the most fantasy production statistic uh, guys in the league right now. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I, I put him below those guys. I might even put him below Romo, maybe Breeze. Rodgers, I mean, look, 46 attempts, and you don't even break 300 yards. You don't get two scores, and now you lose Finley. I think a lot of Rodgers owners are going to be disappointed. Well, and you know what? There's another name that you, uh, you know, maybe didn't fail, but uh, Matt Shaw. I mean, here's another guy that was going to be uh, just the end-all and be-all of quarterbacks, and, uh, you know, he, he hasn't done much, and uh, – it's just been a it's been a weird season. It's been a season that uh, honestly I can't figure out, and I'm trying to. And uh, you know, in some leagues, 
after this week, we're going to be halfway through. And and makes you feel like, it makes you scratch your head like, wow, how did this happen and what happened? Yeah, the quarterback situation is interesting to say the least. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, seven touchdowns, no picks. Mark Sanchez, eight touchdowns, no picks. David Gerard, nine touchdowns, no picks. Matt Ryan, seven touchdowns, no picks. And on and on with some of these names that you're like, wow, they're they're playing some pretty efficient football out there, some of these younger guys. Uh, somebody who's not playing real efficient football is Alex Smith. Now, Alex Smith was getting booed off of his own field. Mike, I don't think I've ever experienced anything quite like it. Listening to the chance for We Want Car and the crowd as loud as possible, it sounded like they were in Philadelphia, Mike, and not in San Francisco. And Alex Smith is, uh, you know, having heated conversations with his coach over there, Singletary. It looks like that David Carter's going to come in. All of a sudden, they pull the switcheroo. Alex Smith goes back out. And then all of a sudden, he puts on a drive and goes and marches him right down the field. Ends up with a 300 touchdown or 300 yard, three touchdown night, Mike. They lose the game, but we finally see Crabtree and Davis both break over the 100 yard mark, and maybe this offense is starting to get uh, get its legs under it, so to speak. Is this the week that they kind of uh, kind of break out of that again, and, and can they put two weeks uh, back to back together uh, in, in this offense? You know this team is uh, this team is a mystery. Uh, I like Singletary. I like what he brings to the table, old school and uh, stuff like that. Uh, there's no doubt about it that uh, Frank Gore is one of one of the best, if not the best, running back going in the NFL. Uh, Crabtree, he's a wonderful wide receiver, and they've got uh, a lot of different things going for him. Um, what's weird is. Uh, San Francisco, they're a six-point favorite right now at home against Oakland. Oakland's uh, two and three, and should have been three and two. And uh, San Francisco hadn't won a game. And San Francisco is a six-point favorite. You get three, okay, I can say that. So say you make San Francisco a three-point favorite. Um, so I, I really think San Francisco is going to win this game. How I don't know. That's that's the funny thing about it. Uh, I really don't know, Scott, but uh, it's a it, it's a it's a funny game to analyze and a weird game to analyze. Yeah, we have uh, the Oakland San Francisco matchup. Michael Bush owns the San Diego Chargers. He was a beast this past week. Uh, Michael Bush get, got all the carries, got to run the ball. This was a huge survivor pool bracket buster here for for those that play survivor pools and. You know, who thought that Oakland had a win in them against the San Diego Chargers, which were looking just monstrous? Michael Bush, 26 carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown, three catches, 31 yards. Here's the thing with Michael Bush. We know that McFadden looks fantastic out there. Michael Bush looks very good up the middle, pushing the pile like we thought he would. When he gets the ball in open space, he's no McFadden. He doesn't look anywhere close. When McFadden gets that ball, he's dangerous. Mike didn't look too dangerous this week when he caught the ball. He just kind of, you know, if, he, if he's going to get hit, he, he went down. But you got to love a guy that's getting around 30 touches in the offense. That's his team right now. Uh, and they get a good matchup against San Francisco, who, you know, let's face it, they've had a very down year in defense, 23rd in the league against opposing running backs. Michael Bush, if, he, if you have him, you've got to start him. As for San Francisco, Crabtree's looked a whole lot better 
Now he goes off against uh, Anandi Asamoah, who, you know, listen, a lot of players, uh, you know, benched Malcolm Floyd last week because they said, hey, we're going up against Asamoah. Well, guess what? Malcolm Floyd made those guys look silly, and Asamoah really didn't cover him that much. So I don't know what they're doing with Asamoah. It's not following the number one wide receiver. They're, I don't know exactly what their strategy is, but just for – just for uh, giggles here, Oakland is 32 in the league against number one wide receivers. So start Crabtree this week with confidence. Never fear uh, the Nandi Awesome Law experience, Mike. Um, well, Crabtree you know, and Alex. I, 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 I'm having a hard time starting Crabtree. Even you know, I appreciate that stat and everything. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time starting Crabtree if if it's Crabtree versus a Brandon Lloyd. Um, I'm gonna have to start Brandon Lloyd. Uh I think uh, I think Frank Gore is gonna he's gonna have a very good game against Oakland, but uh I I just I can't start start Crabtree instead of Brandon Lloyd. No. Uh Brandon Lloyd uh Brandon Lloyd has a uh has a number one wide receiver um uh, Echelon-type guy right now. He's not somebody that you can bench. Matter of fact, the DVOA, you know, we, we, we follow that over at footballoutsiders.com. Uh, they've had Brandon Lloyd for several weeks, Mike, listed as the number one wide receiver, and a lot of people looked at that and said, what's going on with your rankings this year? I don't understand. You know, your DVOA has Brandon Lloyd as yeah. the number one. The defense, it, it's called defense-adjusted yards above uh uh, above replacement, and it, it, it's just an effective yard type thing in game situations against the average wide receivers in the same game situations. It's very complex, Mike. But let me just say, they've had Brandon Lloyd at the top of their charts since he came in the, into Denver, and this is a guy you have to have in your lineup uh, at all costs, Mike. He's just that uh, that. He's just got it going right now. What can you say? I can't even talk about his talent. I can't even talk about, you know, how he's doing it. He's just doing it, Mike, and you've got to leave it. It's kind of like Miles Austin. You, you didn't question it last year. You just went with it, and that's what you got to do this year with Brandon Lloyd. Yeah, week after week, Scott, he, uh, he continues to impress. Uh, it's just one thing after another. He's got the uh, the definite uh, – uh, the definite – communication with the quarterback and, uh, you know, they had that connection going on. Uh, that's what I was trying to go with. Uh, and when you have that connection going on, uh, it's hard to beat. And Brandon Lloyd's going to continue to do that, and they're going to continue to hook up. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, this week, uh, you know, they should be uh, – they're in a pretty favorable situation. Uh, I wouldn't say – Extremely favorable, but uh, it wouldn't be too bad for them uh, to hook up again for a touchdown. And, uh, you know, the Jets, I mean, that's a tough situation, but still, they can, uh, like we talked earlier in the show, uh, there's going to be a ton of possibilities for uh, Brandon Lloyd and them guys to uh, hook up and uh, score a touchdown. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. Chad Schroeder is in the chat room, one of the top players in all of fantasy football. The, in in our opinion, at Red versus Blue, the number one player in the world, closely challenged by John Rosek. Mike, who is the number twelve wide receiver in all of fantasy football right now? I bet you can't guess it. 
And I'll even give you a hint. He plays in the NFC East. The number 12 fantasy football wide receiver in the NFC East. He, he, he resides in the NFC East. He's the number 12 wide receiver in all of football. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you, it's not Des Bryant, it's Roy Williams. Another great week for Roy Williams. Six catches, 87 yards, and a touchdown, Mike. I don't know what to make of it. Here's this guy. He's back in the National Football League. He's fantasy relevant, Mike. And Roy Williams, if you if you got him late in a draft, here you are. You've just landed a fantasy uh, machine right now. He's getting the targets. Uh, you can't knock him for the targets. He's getting those. He's getting the receptions, uh, and he's getting the touchdowns. He's a little bit of everything right now. He, he, he's Romo's guy, and he's got a very high catch percentage right now. He's getting his looks in the red zone. I mean, this is a guy that in an offense when you got, you know, Tony Romo, uh, here you are playing Minnesota this week in a, in a much tougher matchup. But we saw Minnesota. They allow you to throw the ball on them a little bit and, and, and you know, while they have a better offense than, than a lot of teams that Dallas might have faced this year, uh, Roy Williams has, has looked very respectable. Not Des Bryant, but Roy Williams. Yeah, well, you know, I don't uh, – that's because uh, Jason Witten hadn't – he hadn't become a part of the equation, and they haven't run the ball. Uh, Dallas is a dysfunctional team, and if uh, Roy Williams is leading the way for them, then uh, <clears throat> as far as – that goes, uh, that means that we got dysfunctional plus dysfunctional equals total dysfunctional. Uh, I mean, Roy Williams, if you're an owner of Roy Williams, that's fine. If you want to become an owner of Roy Williams, then so be it. I'm personally not going to get on that bandwagon. Well, uh, again, uh, he's been listed very high uh, this, this year in the DVOA, and then another name that appeared this week that I've been keeping my eye on, I know a couple of high-stakes veterans in this chat room have also been keeping their eye on, is a player that is a little bit of a head case going into this season, Mike. Uh, see if you can nail this one. He looked good this week. Uh, right. You know, he, he, caught a, he caught a deep ball, might caught almost two, missed one, and he's becoming fantasy relevant. He's a guy that if you have him, I think you have him in your lineup uh, from here in, until otherwise, Mike. Uh, a rookie last year, some debated that maybe he was better than Knicks in the draft. The Giants passed on him and took Hakeem Knicks. The very next team on the clock took him. What player am I talking about? You're talking about, I've, I've got him, uh, you know, I saw Crabtree. Um, Mike Williams. Prognosticator nailed it in the chat room, Mike. Kenny Britt. The Tennessee Titans went and drafted Kenny Britt immediately after Hakeem Nix was picked. Uh, The the, the Titans were actually scared that Britt was going to be taken by the Giants. The Giants considered it. They took Nix. The Titans came back with Britt. We've been waiting for Britt uh, kind of this offseason, and then he didn't really have his head into the game. Now it looks like he may be getting this offensive opportunity that he wanted with the injury to Justin Gage, Kenny uh, Britt has been put into the lineup and it said, hey, it's do or die now, and he looked pretty good. He had a drop there uh, at, at the end zone. He would have had two scores, 
but he ended up with a very nice day last week. I think four catches, 87 yards, and a touchdown, Mike. This is a guy I think you could start to get in your lineup and maybe expecting 15 or 20 points a week. I totally disagree. Completely disagree. There is no way I can confidently put Kenny Britt in my lineup knowing that Vince Young is throwing the ball. No way. <laughs> not a, not a Vince Young fan, huh, Mike? I mean, is that a little personal there, because there, they, there they went there, into the no way, they went there. into the Mecca and and beat your Cowboys there? You got a little sour sour no sour no there. <laughs> <laughs> there is there's no sour grapes there. Uh, I'm just speaking as a fantasy football fan. There is no way I can rely on Kenny Britt to be my guy in a dynasty league or a or a redraft league right now or in 2011, 12, 13, 14, and just kick the ball as far as you want to. There is no way I can rely on Kenny Britt to be my guy at wide receiver when Vince Young is at the quarterback. No way. All right, well, uh, as usual, as usual, the uh, the chat sure. room at Red vs. Blue disagrees with Mike. Uh, no the, the talk that room, they're calling big, fast, and physical. Uh, they say that he looked very, so damn good, it's scary, are the comments so in the chat room. So, so as usual, Mike, uh, the Butterburgers are on the line. Uh, put them on the line. This week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll put his over-under at 15 fantasy points for two Butterburgers. Do we have a deal? Well, wait a second. How many do you owe you? Oh, you six, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, put You're that over and under to 18 and a half. Oh, come on. Wait, wait. Well, so, he's, so he's startable. What are you talking about? You're putting the over and under 18 and a half. You don't have a Washington City run. Your team scored 18, pal. Come King on. Brit. All right, I'll, I'll put it under 15. 16, 16, 16. 16, we're good. All right, 16 it is. 16 for uh, Kenny Britt. Uh, that's the bet for two Butterburgers, and, and you, you, are, you are on. So 16, we, we're going to go ahead and log it here. Now, Mike, it sounds like Austin Jackson will report. Here's a guy, again, we just had this conversation about Jermichael Finley. If you have Vincent Jackson uh, and he's out there and you picked him up, how long you, are you going to hang on to him? Is this a guy that you would, you would save a roster spot for? Malcolm Floyd has obviously looked very good at times in this offense. So is Vince and Antonio Gates is, is clearly the best receiver in the league right now. Uh, Vincent Jackson, Mike, what are your thoughts on Vincent Jackson? Sounds like he will report. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting kind of tired of hearing about Vincent Jackson, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, with what Malcolm Floyd's done, uh, you know, he's he's done awesome. But uh, Vincent Jackson, is an, uh, he's an amazing talent. He'll uh, – He'll make things happen with whatever team that he's with. Um, so, uh, but it's hard to uh, it's hard to leave out a year. I mean, you know, just step away for the for the game for a year. That's very hard to do. Uh, so, I think that Vincent Jackson, it's in it's in his best interest to go ahead and uh, play. Vincent Jackson, uh, if he reports to the Chargers by Halloween, that means he will sit out during games 8, 9, and 11 versus Tennessee, Houston, and Denver, respectively. The Chargers have that bye week in week 10. So that means Jackson would be eligible to play 
starting in the pivotal week 12 in high stakes fantasy football at Indianapolis. That's important to him. Obviously, yep. if, if he, it would allow him to play in the six games, he needs to become a unrestricted free agent but, after this season. But, so, but another thing, Scott, is you know you have to understand what the uh, what the team situation is. I mean, you know, come week twelve, are are they in the playoffs? Are they fighting for a playoff position? Uh, if they're fighting for a playoff position, yeah, they're going to use the heck out of him. Uh, if they're out of it, they might use the heck out of him. If they're already in it, then they might not use him much at all. So it, it's a very uh, it's a very dicey situation there. Uh, you know, another guy I, we talked about. Uh, you know, we had a, we had another trade branch to the New England Patriots. Uh, obviously, they lost Randy Moss, or they traded Moss gladly uh, to the Minnesota Vikings. Now, Dion Branch comes back to reunite with Tom Brady. A lot of people paid some money for Brandon Tate in a, a couple of weeks ago. Who do you see having a bigger rest of the season, Mike? Brandon Tate or Dion Branch? Um, I think, boy, that's a toss-up. Uh, you know, I think with Dion Branch being reunited, uh, that's going to help. Um, I'm going to ride the fence on this one, Scott. Uh, Brandon Tate, I, I don't think he'll be. Uh, I don't think he'll be used as much as people think he will be uh, because. You know, I think New England had their uh, wide receivers in line because just Moss was being Moss. So I think uh, I, th- I think it'd be uh, I don't know. I'm riding the fence on that one. I I don't know. Well, listen, I think his role, uh, Brandon Tate's role, is definitely going to increase. I think Brady will come back and help. And, and, and Brady's saying things like, "We need him." Anytime you hear the quarterback saying things like that. Uh, Brady will use him for sure. But I like this Brandon Tate kid. He's third on the team in receptions with 11. And he's been very reliable when Brady's thrown in his direction, Mike. He's been targeted 14 times uh, with those 11 catches. That's a solid, very solid 78.5% completion uh, percentage on his targets there. So very fast, very smooth. This is the type of player I like to see getting an opportunity, Mike. And if you have him, uh, I don't know if you throw him in your lineup this week. Uh, you know, against Baltimore, it's not an ideal situation. Uh, but Baltimore so far has allowed a lot of fantasy points uh, uh, across the board. Now, Baltimore, the wide receiver, is one of the best in the league. So you got to be very careful about that. If, if anybody, I, I, I really think you – I don't know. Let, let me let me backtrack that a second. Baltimore, I, I misspoke. Baltimore is a very tough uh, a tough defense against fantasy players in general. Tight end, wide receivers, running back, they all struggle. Uh, let me go in and interject real quick. Uh, I, you know, I said this a couple years ago when we were on the air. Uh, pretty much when we started out, and I'm gonna say it again: uh, systems are systems, and. I have a real hard time finding anybody out of New England that I'm going to take on a week-to-week basis that I can feel comfortable with. Um, I could see uh, Deion Branch having a – Yeah, I could see Wes Welker having a big game, Deion Branch having a big game. I could see, you know, any of them having a big game. It just depends on what happens. Systems are systems, and that's that's the hoodie. That's the way he goes about things, and – it's hard to predict. That's why I will rarely have a New England Patriot on my team. Uh, 
Okay, but obviously Wes Welker has been a, a major force in that offense for years, so that's somebody you can definitely count on to revise your statement just a little. Aaron Hernandez looks very dangerous, but I kind of agree with you. He may not be a guy you can count on week to week, but I sure am going to count on him. I'm going to throw him in there until he proves me wrong. Uh, Hernandez will be in my lineup this week over Brent Sellis. Another option I think should be in your lineup, Mike, is Felix Jones, your cowboy. 15 carries, 109 yards. I think this is finally turning the corner for Felix Jones. Jerry Jones is saying all the right things. The coaching staff is saying it's Felix's turn. So I think this is the time to put Felix Jones in the lineup. They have a very tough matchup against Minnesota. But Minnesota, again, uh, is somebody that you can do things against, uh, especially if you're Dallas and a potent offense like that at any time. They can accomplish this. Uh, let's yeah. talk about Kevin Cobb for a minute, Mike. Kevin Cobb has a chance to uh, go to Atlanta this week. Vic is out. Kevin Cobb has weapons all around him. And last week he did manage a, a touchdown real early against the Niners, and then the Niners kind of started confusing him a little bit. What kind of day do you see for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles back at home against a good Atlanta defense? Yeah, the Atlanta defense is going to give Kevin Cobb all the problems in the world. Uh, he's going to have to rely on that running game. Uh, yeah. You know, to, I mean, to, to to create separation for uh, Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, those guys, Brent Sellett, they've got to rely on that running game. Uh, if the running game's working early on, then Kevin Cobb, he's going to have a lot of fun with those guys. If not, then it's going to be a tough day because the, the Atlanta D is going to back up and they're not going to put – Six, seven, eight in the box. They're just going to wait, wait, and wait. You know, uh, you know who's going to have a really good fantasy opportunity this week, Mike. A, 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 fantasy, a good fantasy opportunity goes to uh, the Kansas City passing game this week, playing against Houston, one of the worst in the league uh, in defense. Dwayne Bowe has a heck of an opportunity, Mike. Chris Chambers is dinged up. Uh, the injury report stated that that Chambers is questionable for this week's game. Uh, that was a late uh, addition here, uh, but he did not. He was added to the injury report on Friday, and he's questionable with a finger injury. So, I mean, you, you know, you're questionable with a finger injury. You've got Dwayne Bowe finally looking for an opportunity. And, maybe and Dwayne Bowe catch finish, the ball. Maybe even a Dexter McCluster this week because, yeah, you're exactly right, Mike. Dwayne Bowe has been dropping the ball, but he's got a great opportunity this week. That's all I'm saying you got to be looking for those opportunities, and this is this is definitely his chance. If he doesn't do it, I know a lot of owners that are going to put him right on the bench where he belongs. Yeah. You know, it was uh, it was frustrating. Uh, I was uh, around a few people uh, last last Sunday, and they were like, man, can you not catch the ball? You know, he had one in the end zone, and then he had another one that was thrown right back to him and just couldn't catch it, and that's got a frustrating castle. Uh, Kansas City is a sneaky team. I, I know I made a uh, comment last week that Kansas City would beat Indy. Well, you know what? They weren't that far from it. Uh, you, they just had to make uh, just connect, uh, connect on a couple of different plays, and they'd have been right there. So, listen here, another matchup. You got to watch the Seattle team. They're flying across the country to play Jake Cutler in his return in Chicago. I really like this matchup for uh, the Chicago Bears this week. I think Johnny Knox probably gets along, maybe six catches, gets into the end zone, looking for a 15, maybe 18-point day from Johnny Knox. Uh, maybe really? even Olsen ball. 
I think the Chicago Bears, Forte looks fabulous last week. Uh, you know, the Chicago Bears back home with Cutler, the return of Cutler. I think you're going to see a good day from the Chicago Bears. The other team that really scared me last week, Mike, I, I you know, I was talking to you about the survivor pool. I, 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 was, I was this close to starting New Orleans, putting New Orleans in there, because I'm like, no way Max Hall beats Drew Brees, right? No way. Right. You know, at the end of the day, I pulled back and I said, you know what, I don't want a road team, period. I don't like taking road teams in the NFL exactly. and survivor pools. I went back, changed my pick to Baltimore, thinking they had an easier matchup at home. And, uh, boy, am I glad they did because Max Paul, Max Paul didn't beat him, but the Arizona defense did. New Orleans, there's something not right here, Mike. That ground game is really affecting Drew Brees. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, what's uh, – what, what kind of impact do you think Chris Ivory will have this week? Oh, that's a good question. Pierre Thomas, who's been ruled out for the third straight week, said Friday that his ankle is starting to look like a normal ankle again. And here you have Reggie Bush hoping to return, Mike, for week seven or week well, eight. What about latest. this week? This week, you know, look, he's got uh, – Chris Ivory and Liddell Betts, they've been splitting the carries about 50-50, right? And so I don't know how you can put one or the other. Tampa Bay is not a good running defense. They're one of the worst. Uh, so is this the week that, uh, you know, New Orleans allows the running backs to get in the end zone, or is Devery going to get it? Colston, uh, Henderson, uh, you know, Lance Moore, you just don't know. Meacham, uh, tight end, you just – New Orleans has so many question no, marks. If you drafted a Saint, I'm so sorry. You don't have well, any me, clue what's going to happen in New Orleans week to week. Well, let me ask you this, Scott. We got uh, we got a couple minutes to go. Uh, if you had uh, if you had to start uh, Brandon Jacobs or Chris Ivory, who would you start? <laughs> Brandon Jacobs in a heartbeat, man. Brandon Jacobs has been getting into the end zone the last couple of weeks, man. You you got to you got to take the hot hand here. And again, they're playing the Detroit Lions. They're second to the last, dead last in the league. So. Look, Brandon Jacobs got ten carries last week. You can't you can't turn that down. He's got a couple of touchdowns in back to back weeks. Put Jacobs in there and I and I think you'll be okay. Indianapolis takes on Washington, Mike. The the Colts beat the Chiefs. The Skins beat the Pack. Uh this is in Washington. This is another big game for the Redskins, man. They've been really showing up in these big games. First they beat the Cowboys. They come back and beat the Packers. McNabb's not looking really good doing it, but Shanahan, they're playing for Shanahan. The defense is playing yep. well. Indianapolis does not look like the same Indianapolis we've always seen. They're making mistakes. They're having penalties. They're not converting like they normally do. And and now you've got questions all across the field. I don't know if Garcon's healthy. I, I don't know if Adai is healthy. Uh, this could be a week you could get Donald Brown in the lineup. He's finally off the injury report. Uh what do you think about Indianapolis at Washington, Mike? Well, uh, right now um, I'm showing Indianapolis minus three and forty-four and a half. Uh, I think Indianapolis uh, be able to take care of business. I really do because it, it's go time for them, and uh, I think Peyton Manning knows that, and he's going to rally them around. Uh, they're going to shuttle in running backs. I would not be surprised, Scott, to see Mike Hart have a big game. Joseph Adai wow. is going to do his business. And uh, with yeah. Donald Brown out, uh, Mike Hart might have a big game this week. So you might want to watch, uh, you know, if you're fantasy owners, just to see what Mike Hart does. 
But, uh, you know, I, I think Indianapolis is going to win this game, uh, say, by a 34-21 type deal. Wow. Well, hey, the good thing is Mike Hart, Pierre Garçon, and Adai were all full participants in practice. So when I see that, I've got Garçon and Adai in my lineup. You have to have that uh, when you see those guys uh, back in, in the lineup. You've got, to, you've got to have them back. Ray Rice is listed as probable. Uh, Steve Breston is expected to return following the Cardinals' bye week. There's a lot going in on the National Football League, Mike. We didn't get to the to the FPC lineup uh, of Gladiator. We didn't get to his lineup. Uh, we definitely want to break that down next week because he's having a fantastic year. John Lowry of Gladiators, congratulations. Arian Foster, Malcolm Floyd, Nick Gates, Zach Miller, Hernandez, Rivers. This guy has a chance. Oh, We'll see you next week on Red vs. Blue, guys. Good luck. Tell you about You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.
time than now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over the limit by law, 18 plus, certain conditions apply. See website for details.